0: Hi there, folks. If Facebook and Instagram told you that an image was generated from AI, how would you actually feel about it? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now streaming right around the world. This is Ticker Today. OK, great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, we have the very latest on shrinkflation set to eliminate free shipping. That's a question. But first... We begin today with ticker hotshots, and Veronica Dudo is in our New York studio, having just come off air from in America today. Great to see you as always. I want to start talking about Meta? It's actually taking this bold step to address concerns about the spread of misinformation through AI-generated content on uh, Facebook and also Instagram platforms. Now apparently, will be labeling AI-generated images across both Facebook and Instagram. It's such an interesting question whether or not it's actually needed. Um, have you noticed much of this? Content- Content. Have you been tricked?
1: So this is really fascinating because I think it's a wide spectrum. I've even seen some of these apps say, click a button and it's our AI magic. And this is in yeah. an era where so many people retouch photos. So in terms of how this will roll out, is it going to be a watermark? We're not exactly sure. They've been uh, a little tight-lipped about their plans. But we do know that it, tech executives from Adobe, Amazon, TikTok, IBM, uh, OpenAI, they just uh, got together in Munich and they signed an accord, it was voluntary, that says that they are going to look to try to also combat bad actors in terms of elections around the world. That's something that's a hot topic in the United States because the 2024 election in November is swiftly approaching. And so it is fascinating that we are starting to see these tech, companies trying to, to step up. But unfortunately, we're at a place now where now it, it's something that's available to anybody, not just people in the industry, you know, who know how to edit or, you know, use these types of programs for their professions.
0: I find it funny how we're relying on AI to tell us that AI exists uh, on our feeds. That will be the, the key point, right? Because obviously there's not going to be a person at Meta and Facebook constantly sitting there trying to scroll through saying, that one's real, that one's fake, that one's AI, etc. cetera. Um, it is interesting because you really have to go out of your way to try and create a an AI generated image about somebody who um, is in the news, for example. Because if you use a lot of these tools and you type Trump in, or you try Biden in or Elon Musk, it'll come back and say, we cannot do this. So you have to deliberately find a tool that will get around that. Um, And so generally, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the AI can detect that because it may be more difficult. We've all seen those images of Donald Trump um, eluding arrest that were AI generated. Obviously, AI and fake news is going to be the big news of this election campaign, this election cycle. But certainly, A lot of questions about how far it can go and in the hands of the wrong people, I think, is the big point.
1: Absolutely. Obviously, a lot of people took notice when this happened to Taylor Swift recently. We know a couple of months back it happened to the Pope. And so really it seems no one is off limits, but the sad story is more on a personal level where we're also starting to see uh, in terms of young people in schools where they're being made fun of and it's, you know, dire and drastic circumstances in terms of bullying. So, you know, this is really a problem in the hometown, uh, you know, hitting the heart of communities. And it's also, as we're talking about, you know, a a far wider reaching situation in terms of, you know, does this ever tip an election or, or Mm. it just now causes a lot more work for the consumers who already feel so bogged down with everyday life that now they have to do research on some pretty much a lot of the, you know, images or or uh, videos that they see that they might think, well, this doesn't exactly seem right, and so they have to check it now.
0: All right, let's talk about Donald Trump. Um, A group of Trump-supporting, where's the story here? A group of Trump-supporting truckers have declared a boycott on delivery. They claim that this could potentially shut down New York City. Uh, It comes in the aftermath of a $355 million fraud ruling last week against the former president, Donald Trump, in the city as well. Veronica, such an interesting story. Obviously, a lot of truckers out there wearing MAGA caps, I would imagine, the MAGA truckers cap. Um, They're essentially saying not happy about what's happened to Donald Trump here, and they want to show their support towards him. I wonder whether or not they're serious, whether it will have a huge impact, of course, uh, on, on deliveries in New York as well. Hit them where it hurts, I suppose.
1: So this is really a fascinating story. And speaking about uh, big tech and the reach of technology and, and, and really how we are connected in an instant, a trucker had posted this and said uh, "In they wanted to boycott New York for putting forward this case that they did not agree with. And it caught like wildfire with a lot of, uh, fellow truckers sharing this and saying that they too agreed. And so if for some reason they were able to, uh, decide and move forward and boycott New York, things would be, uh, in terms of pricing astronomical, Mm -hmm. uh, there would be shortages for things. So it is quite a serious matter. Uh, that particular trucker said, I speak only for myself once it did go viral. And he said, everybody has to make that own choice themselves and, you know, whatever contracts they need to, uh, you know, adhere to. So he kind of distanced himself a little bit from this, but in terms of, when this would happen, there's still a lot of information, a lot of unknowns, yeah. but it could really cripple the economy in New York.
0: A really interesting point as well. Um, talking about Trump and politics. Nikki Haley was speaking on CNN and she was asked about uh, Donald Trump. She was asked about what would happen about a female president. I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: And the party that gets rid of their 80 year old candidate is the party that will win. There will be a female president of the United States. It will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. If Republicans nominate Donald Trump, it will be Kamala Harris. But if we can go and do what we're trying to do, we're going to make sure that it's me.
0: What do you think of that one?
1: So it's interesting because she's really going after the, uh, topic of age and with anything, there are people who can have their faculties and still remain extremely sharp. You know, there's a lot of leaders out there, even not in politics and in business who are at that particular age bracket. And they can say, I have so much experience and I have lived through a lot of things. And, you know, I bring to this leadership and experience and Vision. So it's interesting. That's what she's going for. On the flip side, is if you do have a candidate or even, uh, you know, a CEO who is in that age bracket, and their faculties are failing them, then that's the issue. So it seems more so. If you're healthy, go for it. If you're not healthy, maybe sit this one out. So uh, it is fascinating that that is something she is speaking about. Uh, you know, she's again trying to just get some some attention because a lot of the oxygen is getting sucked up in the room from uh, you know some of these breaking yeah. news stories that we're seeing in terms of trials.
0: Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about uh, the next one. Uh, New York governor here took to the podium recently in an effort to reassure business as well across the state that there is nothing to worry about following the recent Trump ruling uh, regarding that story we were just talking about. Veronica, obviously, a lot of billionaires in New York concerned that if they run for politics, they may be chased down by uh, the New York Democrats as well there, as we have seen. I mean, Australian dollars, we're talking about half a billion dollars, American over $330 million uh, that could really ruin Trump. And he now could also be forced to actually sell uh, that famous Trump Tower, as well as some other assets to pay for this massive fine, what happens from here?
1: So the former president and his legal team said that they are planning to appeal this ruling. But the wider implications in terms of this that has really uh, unnerved and frightened so many other businessmen and women in New York, so much so some people are saying, you know what? Let's not even set up shop there. If we're looking to expand, let's go somewhere else. If the attorney, uh, if the attorney general can go after the former president and they are saying that he inflated the value of his properties, to be more attractive for lenders to lend the money. He received the money and he gave it back with interest. The lenders were happy. They were fine with the deal. They made money too. So, Everybody does it. It's sort of the name of the game. Even regular people who own homes. Right now the, there's a housing market uh, crisis. If you have a home that's worth, let's say, $200,000 in the U.S. and you, you list it for $300,000, will, will someone come after you for inflating the, inflating the cost of your home? So these are real questions that a lot of people are asking themselves after this case. So, you know, is this a landmark case? Will this set a precedent moving forward so much so that the Government can now decide how much a company is worth, how much mm. their properties and real estate's worth, or even a regular person. These are just real questions that a lot of people are discussing now.
0: All right, uh, final topic. Let's talk about this a phenomenon known as shrinkflation. I'm sure we've all heard of it. It's set its sights on the e commerce realm now with free shipping the latest casualty on this too. Um, I think the first one that they're talking about, Veronica, is in regards to being able to return those items of clothing that we buy. I never buy clothing off the internet because of that very reason, right? Um, how about yourself? Do you find yourself returning items that you've bought in terms of clothing, et cetera?
1: so it depends and sometimes if you're trying to uh, get something quickly maybe even for an event you might buy two sizes and again If you're able to send it back. I think a lot of people look now because they get hit with a restocking fee. I think that they are aware in terms of whether or not there is free shipping, free returns. And I think that is attractive for consumers to select certain uh, brands. Well, it's not just attractive. It's necessary, right? You need
0: to be able to make Mm -hmm. sure you can try before you buy. And in the online world, I mean, if these VR and AR actually worked, we wouldn't have this issue. It doesn't seem to have uh, actually worked properly the idea of being able to use your mobile device to test whether something fits you before you buy it so there's still a real world aspect but with the cost of shipping and this concept of shrinkflation and i suppose we should probably explain what shrinkflation is which is the things you used to get same price but either get smaller or the things that made it great get pulled back. So if you think about a chocolate bar that used to be 300 grams uh, is now 200 grams, but the same size. And the same thing is now happening when it comes to services and this being one of them.
1: Absolutely. Everybody's feeling the pinch. That's the unfortunate, uh, you know, take home in this and, you know, not even to talk about like what's happening in the Red Sea and, and, you know, that is causing a lot of these huge, uh, ships to have to go alternative routes and it's longer and it's costing money. And that unfortunately gets passed on to the consumer. So it'll be interesting to see how many, uh, companies jump on this bandwagon.
0: Yep, very much so. Veronica Dudo, host of In America Today. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you. And thank you so much for your company as well, I'm Aaron Young. Do stay with us when we come back. The very latest from business with Ticker Insight from right around the world. See you soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.